You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Hey, before the show starts, I just wanted to say a few words. Uh, I had a friend of mine pass away on Sunday. Uh, he was a great actor. He'd done about 30, 35 movies, but um, most people know him as Nog from Deep Space Nine, so I'm talking about Aaron Eisenberg, who left us way too early at 50. Um, I had recently got to know him in the last couple of years, and we we talked uh, quite often on the internet. He loved to talk politics, He was and, and we talked Star Trek and politics. It was very nice. Uh, we loved to, he loved to argue. We, you know our our political leanings are not quite on the same side, and it was really fun to have wonderful and healthy discussions with a human being. And he was a wonderful one. I finally got to meet him face to face in um, Pensacon this year, and uh, I was hoping to have some more time with him. But like like always, you always want more, and you just never get it. But I just wanted to just uh, you know everyone go go watch a good episode of DS9. There's some good ones out there with Nog and go watch that. And uh, my thought my, my my thoughts and prayers are w- with his family. All right, let's go to the show. Movie Cantina. Hello. This, this, Hi. One of these days, I'm going to get you guys trained on that. This podcast. I need to write it in the script. Is what I need. I need to that, and then have you. What both. do you want us to do? Do you want us to say hi? Do you want to say welcome? No, say hi. hi. We've, Hello. We've we've always had these awkward pauses, and then someone finally says hi. But that's the charm of the show. I think that kind of makes it really fun. I know. And that's that's our thing. All right. This podcast takes a look at our favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who hasn't seen them. That's me. Pairs them with a great alcoholic beverage. That's me. And then we talk about it. Much this week we... That is me. <laughs> this week we watched the 1986 film Highlander. Yay! I was really worried when I went to find it that I was going to watch the wrong one. Because <laughs> so many... Like, I would watch the whole series and come back. And be like, that was a long film, guys. <laughs> there was no prairie dogs. You say that. They burrow. So... <laughs> They She's got you there. Yep, they do. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, and I'm joined by... Your facilitator of fun, Stephanie, and also your lady of libations. I am Justina, the jellicle jester. And she who, who knows no, no n- moves. <laughs> I, can't even I don't do even know the words. <laughs> you guys did it she so who, uh, well uh, last uh, week. Uh, uh, um, yeah, she who knows, knows no, no movies. movies. Admiral, she who knows that movie. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it took me a minute. You know, two weeks you haven't been Admiral, so I... Uh, I let it go last week because you guys, like... You're not it. Admiral anymore. So well. oh, she's demoted you. I demoted you. Can't take away baby status, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have an action-packed show for you, but first... First, if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on any fine podcast app by searching for the Mopcast Network. You can find us on YouTube at Mopcast Network, where we have our podcast... Movie reviews, mashups, short films, all waiting for you to enjoy. They're awesome. Subscribe and set this alert so you don't miss anything. Do it. But if you want to find out more about the Cult Movie Cantina, you can join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cantina. There you can find out about the latest movie news, see trailers, play games such as Wrong Title Only, which I recently played. As you Pitch did, Perfect. You, you did. I, I played today, too. I, I played today as well. I think we all played. I'm really proud of us. And caption this 
talk to the other cultists like me or Stephanie or Scotty. You could talk to him if you would like, but we're pretty great too. I'm pretty um, much there all the time. You also could use that to find out if and when we are doing a live show near you. Hey, speaking of live shows, we are doing one. You can find us at Horagraw, the Holly, 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 Halloween Festival. I had you're a hard time saying Halloween You're having tonight. my troubles. I am. It's like my mouth is not working today. Horagraw, the Halloween Festival, October 26th through 27th. Um, we'll have a table where you can meet and chat with us. Plus, we'll have some cool swag to give out. Uh, some awesome stickers to give away. That's right. And chances to win cool prizes. We'll also be recording a live cult movie cantina episode. And also, we'll be hosting a horror theme version of our game show hashtag hashtag Stephanie I've got a question for you I have an answer for you what movie are we going to do on our special cult movie cantina at uh, Horror Gras oh we discussed this last week didn't we <laughs> yes we did we're doing we're doing oh this is fun do I have literally no idea hold on. all I can think about is how I'm going to be wearing <gasps> skates hold on. like a balloon hold on I love this hold on we're doing um oh oh it's a Halloween movie <laughs> <gasps> wait 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 it's a s- is it like one of those ones in the middle? It's in the middle of something, right? No, we're no. Dang, I'm out, guys. We're, I'm tapped out. It's not a Halloween movie. I mean, it's, it's not a, a Halloween. No, movie? it's a horror. film. It's a horror film. That's what I mean. It's and a you said you film. loved it. I know I love it. I'm sure is I it did. Carrie? <laughs> it is. We already did Pet Cemetery. It's not uh, Pet Cemetery. Schindler's List. <laughs> Actually, hold on, we're good. We didn't do Pet Cemetery. We were supposed to, but I was sick. That was going to launch the show. We ended up starting with Child's Play. That's so we, right. We still have to kind of go okay, back. Okay, I do. give up. An American Werewolf in London. Yes, I love that movie. I do love that movie. She doesn't love that movie at all. She's like, I forget. No, I love that movie. I really oh, do. Right. I can because tell you everything about the movie. I synopsis, I thought already. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, you yeah, did. Yeah, like someone traveling to London On a plane because or they something. got sick yeah. and our healthcare is terrible oh, right. and they had to go to London and they're like, oh I my gosh, this I'm conversation an American now. Werewolf in London right now. I, I just love this. I love this. I'm <laughs> calorie deprived right now, so I'm just sorry. I understand that. And I actually, uh, it's it's your turn. But I oh, put this in oh. mainly because I just like you to struggle with the web address. Oh, yeah, this is so much fun. I, I really like that you said it's your turn because I was like, so we're done. What's next? Um, so we have T-shirts. They're pretty great. You can check out our tea public site. Oh, man, this is the one with the website. Hey. Okay. <laughs> you and can do it. find a variety of styles no, of cult can't. movie cantina shirts as well as the, the new Yakmala. That's all you get. Sure. From our most recent Catacombs episode. Drew is now disappointed as he's listening to this. Yakmala. Okay, there you go, Drew. There you can find shirts in a variety of styles and colors, which is probably my favorite thing about that, is changing the different type of shirt, cut, texture. I know. I ordered two of them this week. Let me know what they, which ones did you get? You know what? Tell me later. Because uh, I want to touch them. Okay. And see how they you feel you like. You can you them? touch them while I'm wearing them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Is there a video of that, Scotty? Speaking of all Stephanie's videos, there you seems go. to come up yeah, everywhere. Everybody come touch my shirt. That, that's on the premium paid version? <laughs> that's right. You know, i got to reach out. As for uh, our high dollar contributors, you can touch my shirt. So after well, you, you touch do your to shirt. Start that. <laughs> Sorry. Go Which, ahead. I mean, depending how much they want to pay. I mean. We, we can talk about it. Something is happening right now. <laughs> We're setting up a Stephanie booth. That's right. So, after you touch your shirt, you can also look at their stickers and coffee mugs on the site. Remember that all the proceeds go to help support this podcast, and we know you love us, so why not get the gear? Plus, if you touch your shirt, you'll want to touch your own shirt. Hey, what's that website? (laughs) You can find it all at... 
dot P-U-B slash L-I-C slash, wait, dash, slash, dash, dash, slash, dash, slash. I said it right. You've just confused everybody. Slash M-O-P-C-A-S-T dot com or tpublicmopcast.com with some periods and slashes in it. That'll work. All right. And last but not least, I have a new comic you can pre-order right now. Chronicles Limbo is a science fantasy comic written by me with art by my buddy John Walker. Stories about Josephine DeSalle, a half-vampire and her cosmically-powered daughter, Mop, who's the mascot of the company. You should go just for that alone. After the uh, after their home is invaded, they are sent on an adventure through the mysterious realm of Limbo. It's a story with lasers, magic, and monsters. And get yours today. Follow the link uh, our show notes. Or you just Google Scotty White Kickstarter and uh, you get We Should Be the Top Result. And... If you back the campaign, you can enter a chance to win an awesome Scotty White Company prize pack with it, worth at least $100. Plus, you will be able to pick one of the movies we do in January. And if you're local, you can touch Stephanie's shirt. She's adding that to the prize. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that your little spot that you get to do for funsies says follow the link in our show notes. Right. But mine is like, no, read out all the dots and slashes. All right, again, this is the third week I've been promoting this, and I will explain to you again. It's like, it's not even, wor- at least yours make words. Mine doesn't. It's like KKW. Next week, bring it. I'll read it for you. <laughs> Deal. Uh, but so you get $100 worth of stuff, at least. It, it should be more. I've been well, I mean, gathering stuff. I'm rubbing her shirt. It's got to be at least 150 Right, right itself. there. So it's like 250 all together. Uh, you'll, be, you'll also be able to pick the, one of the movies that we do in January within reason, no porno. Because <laughs> can't show the kitties. So Did you say titties or kitties? Kitties. Not even Zach and Mary make a porno? Well, that's a, you know, you, that's a comedy. I would, I would, that would be acceptable. Okay. <laughs> that's the closest you can get there. Or Debbie Does Dallas. That what, gets barely what about, a porno. What about Caligula? God, do you want to watch Caligula on this? Down, so. <laughs> One of those two. God, Caligula is A, not great, but B, very long. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a drinking movie. And by the end, yeah, I'm, just, I'm drunk in the first 20 minutes. It's not. Uh, uh, don't give people ideas. I'm sorry. Uh, Uncle Henry has entered, and he's threatened to send some terrible movie to oh, us. Oh, no. So he had some suge- suggestions. I'm like, no, no, you know, we get veto powers. Not like That's right. <laughs> I hope he wins. <laughs> I'm down for a challenge. Let's do it. All right. So we saw Highlander 1986. Oh, I love this movie so hard. Directed by Russell M- McKay. Uh, he directed a ton of music videos, which will come up later. He directed for uh, Elton John, Duran Duran, uh, Kim Carnes, who did uh, Betty Davis Eyes, and Culture Club. Uh, it was written by Gregory Whidden. Uh, Whidden. Who uh, d- did the sequel? He did Highlander 2. Uh, he also did The Prophecy and Backdraft. It stars Christopher Lambert as Connor McLeod, Sean Connery as Ramirez, Clancy Brown as The Kurgan, and Roxanne Hart as Brenda White. I wonder if Roxanne Hart's mother was a fan of Chicago. Uh, good question. Uh, or the, that story, all that jazz. What do you think it's about? What do I think it's about? Well, I mean, I know she it's saw it. Now. So, what's your synopsis? Oh well, first of all, there's prairie dogs. <laughs> there was no prairie dogs. It starts and they're doing a battlefield, and I was like, those prairie dogs are gonna pop up at any minute because they are on prairie dog land. <laughs> anyway, the Scottish prairie dog. <laughs> yep. So, okay, because the beginning's a little. It's a lot. It's a lot. Is what it is. You get like so, three sentences. You've done this before. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> In a mystical land of prairie dogs. 
the clans are separated and given immortality powers to the firstborn in each clan. Years go by (laughs) as they they struggle to decapitate each other for the sole power of being the only one until McLeod? McLeod? McLeod. McLeod. Connor McLeod of the clan McLeod. Connor McLeod of clan McLeod. She's diehard in this. I should have made her run this episode like she I did for you. I know, I know you should have. Too. Well, you just after I made her do um oh the derby movie, whip it, whip it. Sorry, uh, when I didn't, I remembered it was a derby movie. Give me credit okay, on that fine. one. Okay, uh, fine. But after we did whip it, you're like I never ever want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would totally have done this one. Anyway, until Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod finally succeeds. By using a forensic anthropologist. I feel like that's what she was. I don't know. Forensic scientist? Forensic something? Uh, that girl. Who screams a lot. She screams so much. <laughs> <laughs> that was all extra. There was like a little asterisk for that last little bit. I got you. I, I, the parentheses. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. Stephanie. Oh, well, this is a wonderful tale of immortals battling for the ultimate power of knowledge, all the knowledge in what is called the final gathering. And they, when they kill each other, they get the quickening, which is the person's all of their knowledge and, and memories from everything that they've done and all the people that they've killed. None of that's explained, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, they just they get. That's explaining later stuff. She's bringing everything in. <laughs> You're doing well. You go, Is it the firstborn? Did I get that part right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm assuming because it was all just like one dude. You yeah. Like okay. A, so this movie, this particular, this particular movie is about. An immortal who is trying to mind his own business, basically, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with the gathering. He's just doing his thing, living his life. And then you've got the Kurgan, whose only thing he's ever wanted to do was wait for the gathering so he could be the last immortal on Earth because the Kurgan's an asshole. That's the dude with the scar on his neck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's basically what that is. And, of course, Ramirez is there to help train... Connor on being an immortal and so he could fight the Kurgan because Ramirez had tried to fight the Kurgan and did wound him but has never been able to kill him so he's hoping that other immortals will be able to do that and they did because Connor killed him and it was awesome (laughs) okay but I love the Kurgan kind of I'm not going to lie about that bravo I figured you would Screw Mary Kill's gonna be interesting, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about that today because we haven't played it in a little while. No, we've, we did. We do it for Jaws. Uh, no, because it was it was uh, kid based. There was a lot of kids oh, in yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. we were just like, I think we skipped it. Um, here's mine. Immortal antique, de- an immortal antique dealer is involved in some mystical shenanigans in this tale that takes us back through, back through time from Scotland in the 1500s. Until 1980s New York, where he's taught by James Bond to be an awesome sword guy. Until the 1980s, where he must fight Mr. Krabs for the ultimate power. Do you know what I love? There must be, there can be only one. Your intros always sound like an intro to a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what I'm going for. I know. And then like the screen phase and right. then the cartoons come up. I just, I just like, I just, 
James Bond and Mr. Krabs are in this, and I think it's great. That's Mr. Krabs? Yeah, the Kirkens, Mr. Krabs. Did you know that this is the only other character that Sean Connery ever reprised other than James Bond? That's true. He I loved this that. character so much. Think, yeah, is it the outfit, though? Because see, I would love that character if I got to wear that outfit. I don't I don't think he loved the character so much. I think he just had a good time with Christopher Lambert. Well, they did have a good time, <laughs> but he did like that character. So, are you ready for the sermon? Preach it. Brothers and sisters, gather around. So, stuff happens. In life or in the film? Just in general? Continue. I'll let Sean Connery explain. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you. Until now. Then cue the Queen music. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the We are so getting flagged for this episode. <laughs> we won't be able to monetize this on YouTube like we monetize anything on YouTube. You can't like say we don't have rights to this and this and this and they'll leave you alone? Nope. What if I sing it? Yes. No, they still want money. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Meet Connor McLeod, an immortal guy hanging out at a wrestling match and having flashbacks to when he lived in Scotland. He decides to leave the match early when he's confronted by another immortal dude named Fossil. After some flipping and sword fighting, Connor decapitates him and gets this energy surge that causes a, causes a lot of property damage. The quickening. Connor hides his sword, runs away from the cops, but they find him and arrest him. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, a lot just happened. Um, I would very much like to talk about that. Um, so I guess I'll get us started. This sword we later discover is like, I don't know, ancient. Okay. Is it? <laughs> and this dude's like, that's cool. I'm just going to throw it up here and leave it. Right. Like, I'll first of all, okay, not having seen this, first timer here, the movie starts. There's a wrestling match, which never comes up again. Like, he just adds this random. Well, he's at Madison. Madison. My English language issues tonight are crazy. Basically, You've had a rest he, was at, he was at the gardens just right. watching an event. But it was like, it starts like that as if wrestling is what the movie's going to be about. Like, it starts I, like that, but it wasn't yeah. about prairie dogs at all. It's about wrestling. No, And no. they like, they really focus on the wrestlers. And then you just pan out to this one weird guy in a trench coat who wears a trench coat the whole time. So he can carry a sword. Right. Also, he wears a trench co- coat wrong. Well, yeah. He wears it wrong. Yeah. Who cinches the belt in the trench coat? When you're trying to keep your sword from jingling. No. You, you, Isn't that what you, all guys do? No. You, who, who's... <laughs> Y'all leave Connor alone. I'm serious. <laughs> They're fighting words. I no, no, I. So I'm watching. I'm watching. She's really, really fun laughing at her dick joke. That's great. <laughs> I'll let you have your moment. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. But, but yeah. I'm watching. It just. He looks ridiculous with his coat. Like it's cinched up. Like his mama dressed him. <laughs> just. And he has it like that the whole movie. Okay, Bruh. so this was the 80s. Fashion I, I, was bad. Oh. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll allow that. 
So anyway, this guy's like, I'm over it because I keep having flashbacks to Braveheart, which was what that looked like. It looked like Braveheart. <laughs> sort of, yes. And I need you guys to know that I have not seen Braveheart. I've just seen <laughs> that you one know scene that that of Braveheart. <laughs> and it popped up. I was like, he was in Braveheart. Like, that's what's happening right There's now. There's a couple <laughs> of those guys in that scene that were actually also in Braveheart. Uh, also <laughs> actually so in Braveheart. Right, they will be in Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. they just <laughs> utilize that same clip in Braveheart probably. That's They just put that dude in the front. Of that clip is what happened. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So then he's fighting some other dude with a sword at a wrestling match in the garage, mind you, but still. And I need you guys to know that I didn't realize there was a collection of immortals until the very end of the movie. Aww. Like, because I, they don't tell you. They don't. Wait. Until like the last one. Like you, it's like you just have when to that assume. last guy and him are talking in the church and then he was like, well, and yeah, of course there can only be one. I was like... But when that Ramirez comes along, and he was trying to kill him. When Ramirez comes along and starts telling him about the mortals, that you know, kind of infers that there's others. The I kind of gathered it there a little bit, just because he says, "What if it's just us two? And I was like, "Oh, there's a whole collection of them, kind of." But then at the end, end was when I was like, "The guy in the garage was an, an immortal. He killed." Well. <laughs> That explains some things because he decapitated him. Okay, okay, right. okay, wait, wait, so wait. So many wait. things clicked at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, all right. So let me back this up real quick. So after he decapitates him, all this energy stuff, the guy floats. And yeah, all this, it was weird. And you were just like, okay, cool. <laughs> like it, You just thought Honestly, that was normal after you decapitated him? This dude was at a wrestling match. I thought it was about wrestling. <laughs> this movie's going to be about wrestling. Then there was a sword fight happening in a garage. And then there's magical lights. I don't. And then he ditches his sword after the magical lights, and he, like, obviously absorbs power. And then he's like, I don't need this anymore. And then quickly goes to leave, and then they just stop him at the top, and they're like, you're driving Uh. off in a hurry. You want to come with us? There's, like, eight cops with guns going, hey, you're driving off in a hurry. Yeah, somebody got decapitated, and you're leaving fast. They don't even even know there's a dude decapitated. They don't know that yet. Like, why are are there so many cops suddenly? Just because they heard the magical power? The well, surge? okay, once again, they're at Madison Square Gardens, which is a big venue okay, at a big event. That. I appreciate you keep bringing it And up. so if you see lightning and shit coming from the parking garage. Of, they're like, I'm not going down there. Pla- we'll just hold off the entrance. Of a place like Madison Square Gardens during an event, you're going to get a whole lot of cops coming to check it out. I would either call New York City Power or the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look at I'd be like, I don't get paid station. enough for this. So that was, uh, th- it was a lot happened in the beginning. And I'm not going to lie that that scene, we got to the end of that and he got arrested or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. So I, I don't know. If, I don't like wrestling that much. I feel like it's going to be about <laughs> wrestling. I don't, they never show back up. It doesn't no. make <laughs> I like how you're like kind of sad about it too. Yes. You're like, I don't like wrestling, but like it started they never bring you back the, up. the wrestlers were all animated and they were getting into it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a wrestling movie. Those are real wrestlers too, by the way. Never again. They, they, were, they were. That's all. That, they just wanted them for the namesake, apparently. It's just be like, let's put that wrestler in here. Uh, well, I, did, I didn't put this in the trivia notes, but originally that was supposed to be a hockey match. Yeah. But the NHL were like, we don't want to be associated with violence. And you're like, I'm sorry, Have what? you watched hockey? <laughs> Isn't that like the whole thing? Right, it's like right, people watch hockey for the fights. People start fighting during hockey? Oh. Like, oh, okay. Anyway, maybe that was a different time. Maybe the fighting is current, recent. Maybe. I said maybe. It's hockey. I just want right. to talk about um, you know, fossils fighting. You said fossils? Yeah. F- 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 was it fossil or f- fossil? They're like skeletons of dinosaurs? No, no the 
other immortal guy than one who wasn't Connor. Oh, oh, oh the one with the other name. Uh, yeah. I got chosen name. He was really bad at it. <laughs> there, they were all. He was a stunt really coordinator, by the way. It. So he's, you know, <laughs> he's. <laughs> so hopefully he was purposely bad. <laughs> I, I. So it's a it's an okay sword fight. It's a neat little sword fight. But then in the middle he starts doing really ornate gymnastic flips. <laughs> In this business suit he is, and I'm like, I don't think you've got the motion in that outfit. To I actually d- said out loud to Derby Wife, I was like, they knew somebody that knew how to do backflips. <laughs> that's that's where that came from, is they it, were just like, do some backflips away to make this cooler. Just, just him showing away. off is what it was, but really in a real fight, if you're fighting to the death, like for your head... Would you waste time doing backflips, well, trying to like be fancy? Stephanie, how would you do? Are you trying to tell us you weren't immortal? <laughs> available? Is that I why? wish I were. <laughs> Is that oh why my you God. can't sit with your back to the door? I wish I were an immortal so hard. Are that girl immortals? Yes. <laughs> that was that Amanda. Was <laughs> she's a girl immortal. I don't know she's who that is. she's <laughs> awesome. She's from the series. Um, but yeah, Amanda. All right. Okay. Yeah. She was. <laughs> sorry. There's tons of girl immortals. Sorry, you I, I, I didn't write it. I was just questioning. Come on. Yes. I wasn't like, oh god, the girl immortal. I was like, I didn't see any. I just saw a bunch of dudes. You need to watch the <laughs> That's series. That's why it was the firstborn son of <laughs> every clan. It is not. <laughs> I don't know where no. you got that from. <laughs> because because just a bunch of Ramirez isn't from a clan. Ramirez is from Egypt. And the Kurgan is from like Listen, Russia. This is like Brave, the animated movie, where they were the four brothers and they all got separated in their own little clans and they had to run the whole land. Okay, this power was here and they're like, it's too much to have all here, so we're just gonna put it all around all of our cool little clans to make one big. And world that describes order. Scotland, but what about the immortals <laughs> from the rest of the world? No, that's that's literally everybody. That's what they did. Like Scotland's got some, and they got some, and they got some, and they got some. <laughs> 30 minutes into this podcast. And we, and we haven't got, even... I've got, we were in the first paragraph. That first scene, though? But it was intense. This it is going to be a long happened. podcast it's, if we don't it, get started. Yeah, we, we, I do have derby practice. I'm it, sorry, it, continue. It, is, it, it was intense. Okay, power through. All right, <clears throat> so we get, come back to another flashback where we find Connor's Scottish clans and battling another clan. There's a knight named the Kurgan who is helping the clan but tells everyone not to touch Connor, so they don't. Connor gets sad about that. He fights Connor, stabs him, but before he can cut off his head, he's driven back. Connor should have died, but when he doesn't, he's driven out of the village because, you know, the devil. The devil. Also, he, the, the way he's driven out, he's, he's, got, he's bound by his um, shoulders on the yeah. plank. Yeah. And he just leaves. And no one, like, I thought his buddy who was like, let's banish him, was going to like let him out. <laughs> no. No, but he, he at least like kept him from killing him. Right, but he can't die. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Burning him at the stake. I don't think that would have killed him either. If his head had come off in the fire, it would have. Okay, here's here's a question I have real quick. Is it if anybody decapitates yes. them? Yes. Or does it have to be an immortal that decapitates you them? You lose your head. That's all If you are decapitated by any means, you are done. God, that would suck so bad to be in, like, in a really bad horse accident. You weren't battling anybody. You get to like the ghosts of all the other immortals that have died, and they're like, "Oh, who were you battling?" My horse stripped. Like, <laughs> well, rope, breaking uh. breaking your neck is not being decapitated. No, no, like if it, you, like, like if the rope was on there and it pulled tight enough and it like popped his head off, like nearly headless Nick, he has to live oh, with that for the rest right. of his life. Harry Potter's in here. <laughs> yes, but he's nearly headless. She worked hard to get there. He Harry wasn't, he wasn't completely decapitated. I know, and he couldn't ever join the headless club. I know, he wasn't it's completely so headless. sad. Anyway. Sometime later, Connor meets a girl, Heather, has a nice little place with her, and while he's out in a love field... His you know, Bonnie Heather. Yeah, and while out in a little field love-making session, they are interrupted by Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. 
an Egyptian by way of Spain by way of Sean Connery. <laughs> Indeed. Because you forgot Japan. No, no, in no. There somewhere. Sure, but he, the most important part is the Sean Connery, and the reason why I mention this is that apparently to prepare for this role, he spent some time with some Spanish people to learn, you know, in Spain to learn how they talk. That's commitment. Oh, he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it supposed to come out? In the sure. Movie? <laughs> what All if it right. did though? Like, what if before him in this movie? It was worse, and there was some like Spanish dialect in it. So here's something funny: Spaniard? you've you've got Spanish? you've got Spaniard. a Scottish Spaniard. guy playing a Spaniard and a French guy playing a Scottish guy, an American playing a Scottish guy. I found that out. Actually, I was... he's French. By he uh, he was born here, but his parents right. were ambassadors. He had he is he right calls but, himself French. That's fine. I was surprised that he was born here. <laughs> yeah, as an infant, they moved, his father was a French ambassador. They moved to Switzerland, where he was brought up, and then back to France. Okay, we're, we're talking about a lot. It, we're talking is, about Connor. Okay, yeah, Connor. Okay. No, no, we're talking about the dude who plays Connor. Okay, the dude who well, plays right. Connor. So he is he is French. He identifies with being French. Oh, and when he filmed this, he had just learned to speak some English. Save some stuff for trivia. Sorry. <laughs> I mean... That's just Stephanie knowledge. Guys. She knows. That's She's just, just dropping. Stephanie I love knowledge. it. I'm, I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely loving it. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Finish. So so by way of Sean Connery. <laughs> so he tells Connor all about immortals. He's one. Connor's one. And they got to fight each other until there's one. The power inside them is called the quickening. And eventually all immortals must meet in the gathering and fight until there's one left alive. Uh uh, When the survivor gets the prize, which may or may not be the knowledge of the universe. <laughs> Ramirez trains Connor to be a better fighter, but the Kurgan shows up and kills Ramirez. Connor spends his time with his with his wife, his dear Bonnie Heather, till she dies of old age, and then he goes off into the world. I thought they had a kid first. Oh, I have a couple. Thoughts. They can't have kids, but I thought they did because she walked up when he was looking for her one time with a bundle that she was carrying like it was swaddled. I was like, oh, they had a baby, uh. and then it never showed up again. And did like, did you like? I wish I could have your kids. And I was like, what happened to the one you were carrying? <laughs> did, in the field? did you purposely leave out what he did to Heather? What the Kurgan did to Heather? It doesn't come up till later. What did the car can do to Heather? He raped, he her. raped her. I missed that part. He oh, totally raped I didn't her. I missed something that Scotty missed. I, I missed it. I, yeah. I, I was researching. He, kill, yes. he killed Ramirez and then raped him. Because he, he was Ramirez bragging about it in the church and he was like, when oh, I killed right. him and I raped his I rem- woman. Yeah, I remember Oh, that. he lied. It was, it was your, your woman. woman. Yeah, I forgot. Yep. Uh, but I thought she had a baby because she was walking up and it wasn't like she was just hauling something. Like she was holding it like a baby. But also, I really appreciate that he drowned uh, Connor, I understand he can't die, and drowned mm-hmm. is not the opportune word here. But it was just—it was interesting to be like, "Oh no, you're immortal!" Flip the boat, bah! And then he was like, "No, you can't drown!" And then he was down there. He was like, "I'm alive underwater." It was filmed really. Yeah, it was—it was a neat little like, no, he can't even drown. Yeah, he um people. He uh, there was some funny training stuff. They they trained a lot in this, and there were some beautiful shots in this of them in the Scottish Highlands and yeah, oh, the training. It's the so sets, pretty. The, the setting was, was gorgeous in this, but most of the I mean, a lot yeah. of what I've enjoyed about it was just like kind of want a vacation there. <coughs> right. So the, Jamie's favorite part of the movie of the whole movie is when Heather is dying, and you know she's like, "Why did you stay with me all this time?" and you know, he says, because I love you more now than when we first met and all of that. Oh, 
It's just so sweet. Jamie with his little soft heart. I know. Sweet sweetness. Oh, goodness. That's adorable. Um, The fight between Ramirez and the Kurgan is actually kind of neat. That's very destructive. I guess it's the quickening that's just destroying everything around them. I I can't. Or like the lightning that's not lightning. Right. I couldn't quite. Right. See. It's been a while since I had seen it. I've only seen it a couple of times. And it's probably been about 15 years. They're since both then. super, super old, the Kurgan and Ramirez. Right. So mm-hmm. there would be all that extra power. Well, see, like. again, they don't tell you that. They're just nope. like, just assume. <laughs> nope. But it's a don't. cool scene to watch the castle around them just get destroyed. I did stuff. assume that with each one you kill, you get their power. Right? You become more powerful. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Every time, like there was light. Yes, it, like, exactly. The so the older you are, if you have taken a lot you of heads, you'll be old and s- not kill anybody, right? Which you could be weak. there are some that have chosen to do that. You'll learn about those in the series, but oh. yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that Heather should have left when she was told to leave. Being a woman, when a man tells me to leave, or anybody really, when anybody tells me to leave, I find that challenging. But when someone's about to literally lightning their way through a door. She just sat there screaming the whole time. And he was like, is that your woman? Why didn't you leave? Maybe she was in shock. I know. Get it together. (laughs) All the women did in this film was scream. (laughs) Sit in a spot and scream. It was written by a dude. So, you know, in the 80s. All the women of the modern day are super disappointed. Because that's what I would do. I'd just sit there and scream, not be like, what can... You know what? I take that back. We'll get there. But Brenda helps out. I take that back. (laughs) Took it back. Continue. <laughs> back in uh, back to nineteen eighty five, Connor denies everything, and there's no re- evidence, so he's he's to hold him, so he's released. We then meet Brenda Wyatt, a forensic scientist, uh, an expert in metal metallurgy, and she totally wrote a book on swords. <laughs> She's a sword group. She is like the most convenient character ever written. <laughs> I dug it. Um, uh, she finds something funny going going on, and she goes to investigate. I have questions about that too. Uh, Connor goes to get a sword and starts following her, but their whole meeting is interrupted by the Kurgan, who is still alive, and he's all punked out now. Uh, they are chased off by a police helicopter. Kurgan has the worst luck. And the luck. police helicopter just said, hey, no, come back. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No sword fighting here. Like, Why, you, you kids? And they all ran in different <clears throat> Hey, no, come back. Stop it. So Brenda's a forensic scientist that I guess the cops hate because they're, she's not like... It's almost like she's not allowed to do the cases. I can't quite figure that because to me it looked like she snuck in the the crime scene, which yeah. Ben just kind of did this stuff on her own. I'm like, but if you're the forensic scientist, shouldn't you be here? <laughs> Maybe she pissed them all off or something. I don't know. Well, again, the other women in the film just sat and screamed. <laughs> so they were like, you think too much. <laughs> That's not allowed. Perhaps you should be screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you were screaming, we led you onto the scene, but you're thinking, so you can stay in this little room with your microscope. Right? I like Justina has a whole different perspective on this film. Her pieces of it. <clears throat> so Connor lives his life as Russell, Russell Nash, a wealthy antiques dealer with assistant who is this little girl he rescued in World War II, all grown up now. Rachel. We have a flashback scene showing the rescue. Which was not in the uh, movie release. It was not. It was not. Yep. What was not in the movie release? The flashback scene where how he acquired Rachel. Oh, you're talking about the little girl. Yeah, the little girl, yeah. Yeah, the little girl oh, okay. saved that ends up being yeah, his yeah, assistant. Yeah. yeah, that flashback scene was not in the original. That's sad. It was, it was weird, it was but it fits real nicely. It doesn't seem it, like it's it extra. I've it got some trivia on that too, but it's, I'll wait until the trivia section. He has someone who knows, like that's there that's his buddy. Right. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
Continue, I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, we then meet Sunda Castagir. He's another immortal. He's all excited about the gathering. He talks about old times and parties with Connor. But none of that will happen. Because he immediately to, dies. Thanks to the Kurgan. <laughs> Who takes Castagir's head, leaving only two left. Connor and the Kurgan. Dun, dun, dun. I there can like be only one. Pop up. Like... Another guy, they just meet on a bridge. Like, hey, how are you? Drink from this random flask. Are you trying to kill me? Oh, I, no, lo- I, I love that. that whole scene. Oh, it's a good and scene. then, like, the next well, scene, no, it's I'm like, talk- oh, you're dead. Talk about the scene in the church. Oh, though. yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to talk about the church. So, yeah. afterwards, they go, um, um, when when um, Heather dies, she, before she dies, she was she tells Connor to light a candle on her birthday. And he's like, I'll totally do that. And luckily, oh, it's I over. I didn't realize <coughs> that that's why he was there. Yeah. So it's no, luckily it's a, luckily it's his, her birthday, and he goes in to light a candle, and, a candle and he says happy birthday, and then the Kurgan shows up, and there's some tradition that says that Highlanders can't. Well, excuse me, immortals. I've been I got in trouble for that while I was yeah. doing my research. He's a Highlander and an immortal. The rest of them are just immortals. He's a Highlander because he's from Scotland. Scotland. Anybody from Sc- from the Highlands of Scotland are, Highlanders. are Highlanders. So but not those prairie dogs that live underground in Scotland are Highlanders too. Right, but they're not immortal. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think prairie dogs are indigenous to Scotland. In Justina's world, they are. this for the meeting. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so they have this, this conversation about... Uh, Basically, Kurgan's like, hey, look, there's two of us left, and so we got to go fight, so there's one of us, and I'm totally going to beat your ass. And then he, then he, got, I totally forgot about the rape scene, because that's when he says, hey, yeah. I read for Ramirez woman. Wait, no, it's your woman. And then. He doesn't really react to it. Like, he said something about it. It's been like 500 it, years. And then the guy just kind of like sat there, and he goes, oh, he lied. How did you tell, based on his non-reaction? Oh, can they read each other's thoughts? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not yet? Can they? You know, because they have to get the, they have to be yeah. the only one before they, they can't read each other. So he thoughts. wasn't reading his thoughts, but he could tell by the non-reaction that that was his woman. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I do like uh, the scene that with Kurgan's still sitting in the church and scaring the nuns, and then he licks the priest's hand. And so, do you know that he went? Um, not the Kurgan, but Clancy Brown went back and apologized to the nuns and priests after that. I feel so bad. <laughs> Because apparently they were real nuns and priests. They're probably cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So he felt bad and apologized to him after the scene was over. That was really intense what he did. So Kurgan finds out. He showed out up with safety pins on his neck. Ugh. Sorry. Uh, so Kurgan finds out about Brenda and kidnaps her to draw Connor out to a fight on top of a building in New York City. It's a back and forth fight, but in the end, Connor wins and he receives the prize. Now he's immortal. Now he's immortal. He can have kids. And he returns to Scotland with Brenda. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The end. <laughs> the end. So I find it interesting that this dude tells him about how he raped this woman and finds out that it was his woman. And then Connor's like, it's okay. I know this guy's around and he really wants me to die because there can only be one. It's a good time to go bang this Brenda chick and then make googly eyes at her in public when anybody could see oh yeah, oh yeah so that we can establish that there's something here so that he can just do something to this woman too and have that really useless dramatic scene where he's like at the i guess they're at the zoo and he's just like looking away yeah he took her on a date <laughs> like he t- like straight took her on a date to the zoo after they had some but he's very banging. distant he's 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 very edward like and like Twilight. You're talking about, oh, I thought you were talking about scissor hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, Edward, Edward and scissor like, hands was just very. So he smells bad hands. and sparkles. Probably because uh, that's what I think of. Like a every time the sun comes out, he's like. Ed, uh, 
Gotta get Edward Scissorhands would be very aloof and just like, I don't know what's going on because I have scissors for hands and Vincent Price kept me in a house. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're so right. That's still where my brain went when I, you first said that. I saw so. that in theaters. <laughs> I did not. No, you were like. I have seen that movie, though. I'm, wow. That's Thank a good you. movie. It is a good it's movie. A very sweet movie. Cut hair I th- and bushes. Uh, you want to make any comments for the for, for the end of this film? What I, I, I don't I don't know when I'm allowed to comment all my stuff. I have to wait for certain parts okay. of the all podcast. Right, all right. Well, well, if it's trivia, let's pause on that. Okay. If it's uh just comments <laughs> about. Okay, this happened. isn't trivia, but I mean, this is has to do with the movie. Um, what leads this into the series is that so it it turns out that. It wasn't the final gathering when the Kurgan and Connor fought. What it was, it was the start of the gathering. So that's why the series came about. All these other immortals started battling each other. So many clans. It's no. (laughs) (laughs) All those firstborn sons. I just like watching (laughs) Stephanie's faces get crestfallen. I like when I do this to other movies. You're just like, no, not like that. But in this one, she's like, it just turns out that Duncan and Connor are related. So that's how they link the show. That's how they get to call the other show Highlander. But how can yeah. you get two immortals in the same family? Okay, that's not fair. They're not. It, it's it, like the Hogwarts Triwizardy Tournament. Tri- <laughs> Maybe one of them tournament. was a bastard from Each somewhere else. House you don't know. It's one, not two. One. They're like two hundred years apart or something. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the birth order in any rules of of immortals. I did research on that part too. I didn't find any. I mean, I found rules for him. Was this based off a book? <laughs> no. No. It was oh. based on this the, uh, Gregory Wooden's uh, screenplay and that he wrote in college and sold it for, I saw two numbers. I saw $50,000 and $500,000 right out of college. Both of them for 1986 was good money. I would s- tend to lean toward $50,000. For just a screenplay? For just a screenplay. Yeah, for, right for, for, his first one, for his first one. So I, but, so I was like, this one looks like a typo. But yeah. for 86, $50,000 yeah. is a lot of money. But you basically don't know who's going to be immortal. Is a lot of money for some people. I in mean, it's just random. Who becomes a, an immortal is just random. But they do have to die a violent death in to order become to, an immortal. Yes, in order for them to, I guess, be reborn, their death has to be violent. None How was? Did we see his? Did yeah, I miss the, it? Yeah, the Kurgan stabs him through the chest in the battle. In the battle. Do you know how the Kurgan yes, died? Because yes, his woman, like he was, he was writing in the. I forgot all of that. Okay. And she's uh, like, Come I back I have to that me. in the apocrypha. Come oh, back. how the Kurgan died? <laughs> yeah. I've well, been. see, this is how. This is why I don't know when I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget about that. That he dies because then they're like, stop the crying, Kurgan woman, because it's another. And woman Ramirez that cries. both had violent deaths. And like, you don't all, need to all cry. immortals have violent deaths. I don't think. Thing. I don't think I have Ramirez's death. So oh, I do. So I know how he. Was. I will. I will. I will let you say that one because I don't have. I don't think I have that one in my notes. I don't remember reading it. Um, but you know when you can talk now because it's time for libations. Yay! So this one was super easy because um, I. So I'm a fan of drinks like Manhattans and old fashions and and like fancy drinks like that because they're delicious. But there's a classic cocktail called the Highlander. Which is amazing. It is made with, um, well, this one calls for the Dewart's 12-year-old Scotch whiskey. Um, You do use a sweet vermouth and um, orange bitters. So it's just two ounces of the scotch, one fluid ounce of the sweet vermouth, and a dash of the orange bitters. You stir. Don't shake. 
you stir with ice cubes, and then you strain into a glass and serve with an orange zest twist. That sounds incredibly delightful and very upscale versus barbaric. You can actually get this like probably at Haberdasher say, and stuff like, like that. You can totally get this at the Haberdasher. Plug in Haberdasher, check it out. However, if you want to be more barbaric, just drink Scotch out of the bottle like Scotty would. Yeah, Scotty will be the barbaric. I will put it this way. That's not barbaric. That's how you're supposed to drink scotch. But you know what, Scotty? We're going to take an orange twist and we're going to lightly zest it over your drink and just give it a little splash of delightness. I'll drink it. (laughs) That makes it Highlander. The main component is scotch. I'm there. (laughs) That does sound really good. It is good. I I will say that uh, I am slightly, not a lot, I'm slightly disappointed you didn't find us a drink called the Boom Boom. The boom boom, no. Because that's what um, uh, Castigan was giving yeah. Connor. He's like, here's the boom boom. I'm like, that would have been fun. Oh, we should have like requested it. I was trying to go. Homework like, for next week. Do the boom boom. Find us a boom boom. I can do a boom boom drink. I could also do a boom boom drink. Homework for both of you. <laughs> no, no, like I want to drink it. If she's going to find it, then I'm, I want to drink it. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's some apocrypha. Uh, Greg, Gregory Whitten's original screenplay was much darker and grittier uh, portrayal of the Highlander universe. The main characters are also different in several ways. Connor was born in 1408 instead of 1518. He lived with his mother and fa- father. And the draft, Heather, uh, Connor's beloved wife, does not exist. Connor was promised to a young guy named Mara, who him he loved with all his heart, but who later rejects him after he becomes immortal. Connor leaves his village instead of being banished. His alias in the draft is Richard Tuppen, and he uses an assortment of swords rather than just the katana that he took after Ramirez's death in the movie. Ramirez was a Spaniard rather than an ancient Egyptian born then more than 2,000 years earlier. The Kurgan was also known as the knight, and uh, using the alias Carl Smith, who was not a savage but a cold-blooded killer. Brenda was known as um, Brianna Cartwright. Other major aspects were later changed during rewrites. Uh, initially, mortals could have children in the draft, Connor was said to be 37, the original movie set in Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania in the present day, rather than New York City, and the final showdown took place in a museum. There's a novelization that uh, of the uh, movie that delves into the Kurgan's backstory. His first death occurred in 970 B.C. because... His father beat his head in with a rock. <laughs> yes, crushed his head with a rock. <laughs> I mean, uh, not that I condone his bullying behavior because he was kind of awful. No, this is when he was a baby. But, <laughs> like, I get it. That's what I'm saying. But, like, I get it at the same time. Like, he needs some love. Somebody needs to just go, oh, honey child. Like, those nuns that were scared of him should have just came up and been like, you need us. Do you know that people on set were scared of him? I, w- I would be scared would of be him. I would be, too. Mainly because it's Clancy Brown. And the, <clears throat> the first time I noticed Clancy Brown in a movie was Shawshank Redemption. And he's terrifying in that. So. I didn't recognize him, and I've watched SpongeBob. But they they use I mean he's tall, but they use camera <laughs> angles to make him look taller because he's actually shorter than my boys. Yeah, but you have giant children. I do have giant children. <laughs> I thought you were referring to Connor as your boys, and I was trying to figure that out. For no, a second. no, Scotty says something about my actual, actual boys. Children. I was like, okay, cool. I'm I know where we're at. Um, upon returning to life, the Kurgan proceeded <laughs> to force his father to swallow searing hot stones, killing him. Uh, then he wanted to join uh, join a group of uh, bandits that raided caravans. He eventually encountered another immortal, the Bedouin, who revealed to him uh, to him his true nature, and him became the only person he would he, the uh, Kurgan could label as a friend. 
So did he kill him though? Like <laughs> you're right. Yeah, of course he did. He's like, oh, you're my friend. There can only be one. Uh, Pretty much. During the intervening centuries, the Kurgan took an incalculable number of immortal heads, circa 410. The Kurgan joins the Vandals, the Goths, the Visigoths, in taking Rome and other Roman settlements. Also, f- uh, fighting with the Goths against the Huns, he would later ally himself with the Huns directly, fighting us on uh, alongside Attila around the year 453. For the from the fifth to thirteenth centuries, the Kurgan would spread terror with the Tartars of the Gobi and ancient Turkey, as well as the Viking raiders and the Mongol horde of Genghis Khan. So he's like, "You guys fight, cool. I like fighting. <laughs> oh, these guys fight better than you guys. You guys fight, I like fight. And that's what it yeah. seems like he did. He's like, yeah. pretty hey, much. I can fight. You guys are fight. How did Ramirez die? Because I, I didn't have that. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind funny of, story. <laughs> it's kind of um. It's kind of um. Anticlimactic. He was run over by a cart in the streets of Egypt. See, see, that's super depressing. How'd you, how'd you get this power, cart man? Cart got away from us. <laughs> I will take a cart running over me to be, to be immortal, but I'd be a terrible. I can't sword fight. Even if you taught me, I couldn't sword. You fight. will. Then you would have to be like Mythos, who becomes a watcher. Do you have to be a sword fighter though? Does it have to happen with a sword? You just uh, have to decap. Uh, you can get apparently wired, Scotty uh, and just go. <laughs> Like that. Apparently, I don't know. Become a ninja turtle. <laughs> I got nunchucks. Figure it out. Do you guys ever wonder though? I mean, well, this this is my only issue I've ever had with the movies or the series. The series especially because there's a lot of immortals in the series. I mean, it's like tons of them. It ran for six seasons. They had a where <laughs> in the he- they're just casually walking around, and all of a sudden they whip out these big ass swords. And I'm not talking about little swords, big huge swords. Where the hell do they hide these things? Carefully. Well, we can say the trench coat, but. The way he was sitting at that wrestling match, he did not have his sword on him in that moment. Oh, they always have their sword no, on. No, no, no. Like I know, but I'm just in telling life, you. Maybe like, but in the filming of <laughs> that film, he did not have that sword but on. That's him while my, he was sitting but that's my always. But we always like, where are they keeping their swords? Do they it's walk crazy. Like they have pig legs. I don't think so. Anyway, although Queen's songs have been closely associated with the franchise, they were not actually the original choice. Before Queen decided to do the soundtrack of the film. David Bowie and Sting, who was considered for the role of Connor McLeod. There was a lot of people who were considered for Connor McLeod. And Duran Duran were considered instead. The now, lar- Duran Duran mainly because of the director's association with them. They would have been okay. They would have been fine. Any of these would have been great. Uh, the now largely forgotten prog rock band, uh, Marillion, who also had a big success in, in the UK in 1985 with a, their misplaced childhood album, turned down the offer to record the soundtrack because they were busy on tour. Guitarist Stephen Rothery, Later said in an interview in an interview that this was a really stupid thing for them to turn down. Oh yeah, indeed. A scene was filmed, but was also uh, was lost because the footage had been destroyed in a fire. The the Kurgan fights the immortal Young Doll Kim in an office building in which Kim works as a security guard, and the fights end with Kim refusing to pick up his sword and fight the Kurgan, and he proclaims that he's done with the fight and wants peace, the, and then allows the Kurgan to behead him. Uh, Mark Singer, who I just met three weeks ago. He was uh, in V, and uh, most famously for the Beastmaster, was the top choice for the role of Connor McLeod at one point. There probably would have been Prairie Dogs had he been <laughs> Connor McLeod. But he <laughs> turned it down due to scheduling conflicts, mainly with V. Mel Gibson, Peter Weller, Michael Bean, Ron Perlman, Christopher Reeve were also, also were all considered. Uh, according to uh, Hulk Hogan, he was offered the part, <laughs> but turned it down to focus on his wrestling career. 
For like the beginning? I'm yeah. an immortal brother. Was he offered brother. the part at the very, very beginning? <laughs> yeah, when as they were a wrestler? No, no, no. As as Connor. Hmm. There's no way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have why they picked the person they picked? Oh, uh, no. Because everybody was considered? Like what made him stand out over the others? Well, he, he had just finished... Um, the Tarzan movie, yeah, Greystoke, Greystoke, and um, you know, so a lot of people were looking at him after that. He had done, of course, French films, but that was his first English-speaking film, and mm-hmm. he only had a few lines in English. But they liked his look and all of that. He so. was also probably cheap. He was in their price range. <laughs> that that's a lot Cause, of because he was new. In. Since but, then, he's done lots of stuff. Um, when this movie was in early development, Scott Glenn and Roy Scheider, Roy Scheider, who was in Jaws too with us were the top choices for the Kirkin. He was I, a cop? Yeah, the, the cop was the top choice for Clancy Brown. And I'm like, no, no I don't see that at all. No. He's also little, and I just can't see he, him with a sword. He's very tiny and scrawny yeah, and compared he, to the guy. He's a he's fine used. actor. I just do not see him as the Kirkin. Rucker Hauer and Nick Nolte were also considered. I could see Rucker Hauer. I could, too. Matter of fact, I think he was in the series. Maybe he had guessed in the series. Um... Liam Neeson was also, and Liam Neeson, Gary Oldman, Jeff Goldblum were also considered to be Connor early in their careers. Um, oh, yeah, because of Rob Roy, I guess. No, this is way before that. This is before Rob yeah. Roy? Liam Neeson was in uh, Kroll and Excalibur. Oh, okay. Well, I knew that. Back in the, so that was prior to this. I just, my dates are off. I don't remember when Rob Roy was done, but that was an amazing movie. That's uh, that's a 90s film. That's after Dark Man, I think, so 92 or 93. Okay. So some bar trivia, which you probably have a lot more to add. So I Okay, can't. tell me what you have. So this is what I've got. Um, the sword sparking while clashing was accomplished by attaching wires to each sword that led down the arms of the actors to a car battery. Once they connect, uh, connected the positive terminal and the other to the negative terminal, the swords would touch would create an arc. So that's how they get... They plugged them up to car batteries <laughs> during their sword fights? They plugged them up to car batteries. Different they could have just learned in school and used potatoes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Potatoes. Taters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christopher Lambert had just barely learned to speak English when he took the role. The only other uh, English-speaking movie he had at this point we had had just mentioned was Greystoke, uh, in which he only spoke a few words, which surprised the director when he showed up on SAC not being able to speak English. So there's a lot of prep, added prep time to teach him English. However, because because he's French... He dubbed he dubbed the French version himself. Himself, yeah. Himself. So, Queen originally intended to record only one song for the movie, but after viewing the footage of the movie, they were inspired to write more. The band members each wrote a favorite song and composed the song, especially for them. Brian May, who wrote "Who Wants to Live Forever," during the cab ride home after seeing the movie, and Roger Taylor used the line "It's a kind of magic," which is the basis of the title song. Uh, according to Ru- the director Russell Mulcahy. When the first shot of the scene with the Kurgan rushed through the door to cut the table in half, Clancy Brown instead ran in and, and cut through the cab- candelabra, nearly decapitating Sean Connery. As a result, Connery stormed off the set. Later, Connery uh, returned and Brown uh, apologized, saying he was very nervous. Connery joked, said he should have used a stunt double more. Uh, in preparation for the movie, uh, Lambert trained extensively with the swordmaster and Canadian Olympic champion Bob Anderson. Bob Anderson has a very interesting career for sword fighting. He is the guy who did all the sword fights in the original Star Wars films. He taught everyone how to do lightsabers. He basically invented lightsaber fighting. Uh, he was also the sword guy for Lord of the Rings. So all the sword fighting is in it is him. We tragically lost him about I think, 2010, 2011. 
Uh, while filming in the Scottish Highlands, the produce the production medical team were kept busy in the afternoons after a liquid lunch. Meaning the local Scottish extras got a bit too enthusiastic while drawing uh, during the clan battles, which include many minor minor injuries. So they so got they were drinking. They were drinking and fighting. Different times, man. <laughs> Uh, Kirkin's pseudonym is Victor Kruger, which is actually an inside joke. Victor, of course, means winner. Kruger may falsely seen as a variation of the German, German word Krieger, which also means warrior. So Victor Kruger means winning warrior. The actual meaning of Kruger is someone who produces jugs, jars, pitchers, and mugs. So he's Victor Mugs. <laughs> winning mugs. <laughs> what else do you have? Um, I just have that the scene, uh, the flashback scene where it uh, tells the story of how he acquired Rachel um, was something that was added on after the shoot and all the actors and everybody did it for free because they had enjoyed working with each other so much. That's so neat. It's a good scene too. It's really, it's a really powerful yeah. scene. I think it makes a difference too. Like you can tell when... Everybody meshes together, right. and it's it like seems better. It was really good, and you know, a couple of things like the, which is big for you know people who are music fans. So you know, the scene where in the church with the Kurgan, you know, quotes lines from Def Leppard. Def Leppard is better to burn out than to fade away. Right, which was that was completely improvised. So that's neat. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Also, so that line's also in Neil Young's "Hey Hey My My." It's in uh, a lot of songs, but yeah. it's also in the, but it's both of those songs. I wonder. I, I wonder if that that that. I wonder if that album's before or after Highlander though. The Def Leppard song is before. Is it before? Because it's Pyromania. Is it Pyromania? I couldn't never hear that. Yeah, that's stereo. Pyromania. So all right, cool beans. So so cool. I have no trivia, but the series is so good. Uh, we'll talk about that in a yeah. little bit because I'll let you talk about it a lot because I don't know much about it. Okay. However, let's play. A little game called Screwberry Kill. Yes. All right. All right. So there's an addendum to this rule for the kill part. It has to be a decapitation because these are they're they're all they're immortal. So who who you get? So it's more more like Screwberry decapitate. Can I tell you how I decapitate them? Sure. Cool. (laughs) All right. So our this one's easy. Uh, Our choices are Connor, Ramirez, and the Kurgan. You can go first. Okay. So Connor's one in the fancy suit. No, no, no. Connor is the main guy. Ramirez is the one in the Fancy suit. I was thinking of his name. Yep. Okay. Um, I thought you were gonna call that trench coat fancy. <laughs> no. 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 It actually made me dislike trench coats more. So we've got. Wh- who was the third one? The third one is the guy with the, the cut neck. Yeah, right? Mr. Krabs. Okay. So, well, Mr. Krabs is gonna die. You're He's gotta go. But even when Connor killed him, he did not cut his head off all the way. Did you notice that? It didn't, like, maybe eventually came off all the way, but it only went, like, halfway through. So, he's really hard to decapitate. So, I would take uh, probably chain and wrap it around and then drive two cars away just to make sure it happened. Oh, that's vicious. Dude's a bully. Gotta <laughs> go. Pretty awesome. So, but it's gonna come off is what's gonna happen. Uh, so, then I would... I would marry Connor... Because he, he seems like he would be really attentive and sweet. You know, like he, he really loved his wife and cared for her until she died. You I could was, be his Bonnie Heather. Yeah, I, I could do that. Um, and then I would screw the other guy because he has a fancy suit. And he taught <laughs> that dude skills. So I feel like he knows how to use his magic a little bit better. Fair okay. enough. Stephanie. So my, my choices are the same. 
I would screw Sean Connery because James Bond. <laughs> He's Sean Connery. He's Sean Connery. He wasn't James Bond yet, though. Oh, he was James Bond yet. He was James Bond in the 60s. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> he, just kidding. Yeah. So definitely screw Sean Connery or Ramirez. Would he need a change first? Would he? Yeah. Like um, I wasn't suit? as crazy. He looked a little. Um, he looked fancy. He did look fancy. He, he, looked, he fancy. looked very effeminate in that suit to he me. Did. It yes. wasn't my my thing. He was out of place with his surroundings. It was when he very up. fancy suit. I prefer him in his James Bond tuxedo. He looked like but, a jester. So you would be like, first put this on. Yes, put this on and just talk to me while we have sex. <laughs> Pretty much is how that would go. Put down. this on to take this off. <laughs> gotcha. Slowly. Yeah. Um. So I would definitely kill the Kurgan. Um, I would decapitate him. I'm not really sure how it would happen. If I have to get a chainsaw, I would, you know. Seems messy. Um, it would be okay, I think. She's done it before. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to decapitate somebody, it's going to be messy anyway. Not if you're in a car driving away. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get the satisfaction of watching it happen. Rear of your mirrors. I don't know. See, I got to watch it. <laughs> I, I would have to watch. So I'm thinking chainsaw. Okay. So show it on YouTube. It's it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I would and I would marry Connor for the same reasons. He's very sweet, and I feel like once he falls in love with you, he's gonna stick with you till you die. Yeah. You know. I hate to do it, but I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I would marry Connor because. Why, you have to. He's the good guy. At You're going to be his queen right. when he has all the power. Right. right? It right. always comes out of power with <laughs> right, you. Right. <laughs> It'd be a magical lover is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery, I would I would screw because it's Sean Connery. I'm, I'm with it's you. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Me, the only one that did it for the outfit, man. Right. <laughs> He's got a sweet outfit. I like his the Spanish outfit. It's like, tell nice. me some jokes, buddy. I like it. And then uh, I'd have to kill the curtain mainly because he's terrible in um, Shawshank Redemption. And, and so well, he's not a terrible actor. No, he's a fantastic actor. He's, he's just—he's a mean person. Oh, he, just, his character is terrible. So mean. He's yeah, so yeah. mean in that movie. Let's so get that I, back. I, he I, is not terrible in Shawshank. Clancy, his character. Clancy, Clancy Brown's probably my favorite actor in this movie. I like Sean Connery movie. Sean Connery's fine, but as an actor, Clancy Brown's the man. Oh, Clancy he, Brown was great. When when I we. I posted that I was watching this. Someone posted under it saying that he's a national treasure. And I'm like, you goddamn right. He's a I want treasure. to go on a car ride with the Kurgan, though. Okay. Oh, the one that she screamed through the whole Yes. Time? I would be having so much but fun. But wasn't wearing her seatbelt? Did anybody else notice that? Nobody wore their seatbelt in the 80s. But there was a seatbelt. And she was like, I'm Nobody so wore scared. them in the 80s. Nobody wore them in the 80s. And this guy can't we didn't die, have car so seats he's not either. even going to be careful. But I'm not going to put my seatbelt on. So. We didn't wear seatbelts. I don't care. <laughs> in that moment would you have would you have though no i would have been going woohoo go faster that was a terrible question to ask her <laughs> would you though scotty would you have put your seatbelt on I'd have, no i jumped out <laughs> oh my gosh i would have had my that would have been on. the best car ride ever for me no 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 <laughs> you'd be like i don't know what to do with you now like you're supposed <laughs> to be scared right. where are we going next so i have fun facts about uh highlander uh, Steph can help him with this one. Highlander spawned a four sequels, a TV series that lasted six seasons featuring another Highlander, Duncan McLeod. Ah, Duncan. I love him so hard. Adrian Paul. It's What's it about? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were yeah. waiting. See, I'm always being careful. So, okay. So the Highlander series is about uh, the story. It follows Duncan McLeod, who is a cousin to Connor McLeod. 
And he is also an antique dealer, go figure, because you acquire shit over the hundreds of years that you're alive. Pause there. Do you know why it's Duncan McLeod and why he's an antique dealer? No. Because originally it's supposed to be Connor McLeod. Oh. And uh, Adrian Paul was ca- cast to be Connor. And Adrian Paul was like, can when I be a different guy since they have a Connor? And so they went, okay, well, they just changed the name but kept everything else. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you know what um, Adrian Paul did before um, he was cast in this? What, what, before he was an actor? Clothing model. Cocaine addict. Professional dancer. Mine was closer. You know no, what? No. It was probably both. It was a little <laughs> bit of both. I'm talking about like a, like a like a Patrick Swayze kind of situation there. That's why he's so good with all the sword right, sword it. stuff. So anyway, it's about his following his life and um, at the beginning of the series. He does have um, a girlfriend, and um, so it's uh, there's a lot more to it because you have you have. It's the beginning of the gathering. So after Highlander, the movie started gathering. So this is within the gathering. So you have all these immortals that are actually actively trying to kill each other. So you always have to be aware and you can kind of sense them when they're around. But then you have this other group of people called the Watchers, which have been observing the Highland or not the Highlanders, the immortals through like all of time. See, and, it's hard to do because you and, just want to call them all Highlanders. I know, I just did it. So you, you've got a group of watchers jump all over. that have been observing these immortals throughout time and um, they basically know everything there is to know about all of the immortals and they document it and there's watchers all over the world and um, but because they can't like interfere. football fans. Because I, I read, because I haven't seen it, but I read they're, they're doing that because they're, they're really conscious like of who gets the prize. Football. Yeah, have you read any Anne Rice books? I read some of the Vampire Chronicles. Okay, so you know they talk about the Talamasca yeah. and that it's the same. I mean, it's so much the same kind of organization. Right. So they chronicle everything that goes on about the immor- immortals. They can't interfere though. Well, they interfere because it wouldn't be a TV show. So in the series, it's like Fringe. So in the <laughs> series, Buffy. Duncan. <laughs> becomes friends with one of the watchers who owns a bar and of course there's a lot of interference and it's really great and then there's an actual an immortal that is a watcher because he kind of snuck in there they don't know he's an immortal because he's the oldest immortal and so he was undocumented he's an undocumented immortal (laughs) (laughs) like i started the watchers look at me yeah pretty much pretty much um but yeah it's really great so you get to see what i like about the series is it's um every episode is different you get to see a lot of clips like a lot of flashbacks a lot of history you see a lot of different immortals from all over the world some good some bad we have um reoccurring characters like um oh god um um Daughtry, um, I'm bad right now. Hold on, hold on. What kind of daughtry are we looking at? <laughs> An actor. Oh, uh, let me see if I can see here. If it's right here, Mythos was my favorite character, by the way. Uh, He's the immortal watcher guy, right? Yeah. I remember that from the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Roger Daltrey. From the Who? Yes, was a. <laughs> reoccurring mm-hmm. character all the time That's so it was kind of great yes i'm like it was great it was great so um anyway amazing series and it did eventually 
you know, it's went to Amazon. the movies. Yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Christian Lambert was in the pilot, asked originally for $50,000 to appear, but one of the French investors in the show went no and had him written out. The German investors threatened to withdraw, so they wrote him back in. But uh, Lambert had gotten so annoyed by the situation, he refused, and as a result, he was eventually paid $500,000 for three days of work. Grow, go. Maybe that's where you got that fifty and five hundred thousand, huh? Yeah? yeah, yeah. That's how you earn fifty thousand dollars. That's how, how you make that money. There's an animated series. I have not seen that. As it happens in the post-apocalyptic medieval twenty-seventh century, Ramirez, go figure, mentors young Quentin McLeod, who mu- who must seek pacified immortals to gain their knowledge through non-lethal forms of the quickening and free the land of the evil immortal overlord Cortan. Because it's a kid's show, so they can't chop off heads. I don't know who they would thought this would be a great idea for a kid's show, but most of them are available on YouTube. That's crazy. There was a video game based on the cartoon on uh, called Highlander, The Last of the Clouds, was released on the Jaguar. From the Atari, Jaguar? From Atari. Atari had the Jaguar. I've never even heard of that. Me either. The Atari either. Ja- Jaguar. It was the Atari's last system. Uh, 93, maybe. All right. Uh, there were action figures released. At the time, they're now action figures now released uh, too. There's a collectible card game that was released. That's crazy. A lot of market merchandising for Highlander. Um, Rules of the Immortals: No immortals may fight on holy ground, no matter uh, who regards it as holy. Uh, mortal combat is only one one on one. No outside interference. Mortals must not learn about immortals. If you are killed, you must you move on, which explains. Right, how Connor did. I, I was, I was going to try to talk to like a financial planner if I could to figure out if the if if how you would set that up. But I thought that would be a weird call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when there are only a few uh, left, all immortals uh, will feel drawn to a distant land to fight for the prize. Uh, this this is the time of the gathering. In the end, there can only be one. The last one will receive the power of all the immortals who have ever lived. So, uh, closing the tab. The budget estimated was $16 million. All right. How do you think it did as opening weekend? This is March 1986. How much money do you think it made? $30 million. 47 2.4. Oh. That's, that's really sad. Uh, out of the top 10, where do you think it ranked? I will give you a hint. It is in the top 10. Nine. I would say 10 with those kind of numbers. Number seven. It did better than you thought. Uh, top movies. Can you... Can either of you name the top movies of that week? 86. Uh, of 86? 86. Oh, yeah, no. I thought um, Bond happened <laughs> after this movie, so I'm clearly out. Okay, guys. I have no idea. Number one was Pretty in Pink. Oh, I was not watching that today, but that's a good movie. It is a good movie. I love that Number movie. Number two is House. On the TV show? No. no it wasn't House out is a horror film with William Cat. I don't remember that Which movie. may end up on this podcast. Um, Never heard of it. Uh, number three was Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Number four was The Color Purple. Oh, God, I love that movie. And number five was Hannah and Her Sisters. I've never heard of that. How do you think it ranked in the top 100? I'll give you a hint. It is in the top 100. 69. Just uh, it's very close. 98. Oh, wow. Can anyone name the top movies of 1986? Pretty in Pink. I will, I will give you a hint. None of the ones I made mentioned that of oh, the then, week. No, I'm out again. Did not. Did not. Um... 1986. Come on, you can do this. Give me some 1986. I don't even remember. It's like I know movies, but I don't know when they came out. So I have no idea. 
Eight Ghostbusters. Uh, no, that was 84. Okay. I <laughs> know. We just... <laughs> you know what? I get good credit for getting two years apart. I'll give you that. There you go. Number one movie was Top Gun. Oh, uh, really? Number Number two, Crocodile Dundee. That's a shame. <laughs> number three was Platoon, which won the Oscar that Platoon year. Platoon was amazing. Not as amazing as uh, Color Purple, which should have won the Oscar that Color year. Color Purple was is my all-time favorite movie. Did not win the Oscar. It lost to Platoon, which is a damn shame. Yeah, it is a damn shame. Uh, the Credit Kid Part 2 is, comes in at number four. And then Star Trek Four, the one with the whales, is oh, at number five. Oh, I hate five. that movie. <laughs> oh, the ones with the whales is terrible. Uh, so would you recommend this movie? Uh, yeah, I would actually. I would have to give like a little warning. It's not about wrestling. Or prairie dogs. <laughs> Make it through the first scene. It's going to get a lot better. So like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, the I did. Overall? Yeah, I did. I, I did not in the beginning. I thought I was going to have to like suffer. I actually felt really bad because everybody talked about how much they liked it. And it started, and I was like, this this is terrible. I don't understand. Okay. I I, I recommend it. But for me, it was very hard to watch. I, my mind drifted a lot watching it. I liked... I can I, see that. But I, I feel like I miss a lot of information. Like, right. I didn't know... Well, there's a lot of information they just don't tell you. Yeah. And you just kind of kind of have to figure out. Um, I loved the stuff in Scotland, which typically I, I, when movies like this, mm. the, 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 I love modern day or future settings with swords and stuff. So I was like, I was right. thought I'd be more into that, but I don't There's know. There's a lot I, more flashback in the series, I think. But I like, I like the flashback stuff here. I think Sean Connery and uh, Christian Lambert scenes together are amazing. And I wish there were more of them. Mm. The movie should have been that. I, 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 right. I would have, I would have had less flashback. I'd do like an opening flashback, do the movie in the middle, and then have Kirk and fight at the end. I, that's that's. But it's a fine movie. You want to see it? It's it's free on Amazon Prime right now. Well, I would totally recommend it. I love the movie, and Jamie and I, when we rewatched it the other night, not I mean we sat and what made commentary throughout the whole thing was texting when was facebooking other people that were watching it and it was amazing and if it, i mean the series is really responsible for our relationships right so. so i wanted to talk about that before before we go this is the last half saving the less the best for last uh one of the few things i know about you well, i know a lot of things about yeah. you but one of the first things i, I, I learned about you because when I became friends with you and Jamie, the, the one of the early questions you asked me how i felt about highlander and i was honest i was like i've only seen them i hadn't seen yeah. much and uh, then you tell me this story. So please tell me the your Highlander story. So um, on our second date, um, we had we had some miscommunication snafu with with the whole first date thing. Um, but we got to a second date, and um, so he invited me to his house, and um, he was I was gonna go. My father had just been diagnosed with cancer, and I was going to. This was a Thursday and we were I was going to drive Friday to Panama City where my dad was because he was having surgery so um, Jamie says well instead of going out why don't you just come over I'll cook you dinner and um, you know you can just leave whenever you want to and you know it'll be no hassle no stress and all that and I'm like okay so I go to his house and he cooked dinner and it was nice and he had the wine yes he had a baked fish with a butter mushroom sauce a salad and white wine and as he told me at the time was that the only thing he knew how to cook the only thing he knew how to cook which he has remedied but i didn't know that of course at the time you're like oh he can cook (laughs) yeah i was real excited so so in all this time he's playing like light mix 99 and that's horrible Delilah, Delilah was on oh my god and 
later I found out he chose that because he thought it was a safe station. He didn't know what kind of music I liked. So it is a thought, safe choice. I, mean, I guess it choice. is a safe choice, but the whole Sweetie's time. Sweetie's thinking about you the whole time. So I'm sitting here thinking, and you know, like, oh my God, he's like being super romantic and he's got Delilah on and I don't know if this is going to be my thing, you know, because I am not no, you're very not. romantic. <laughs> I'm just not. And I mean... Sir, I do like certain romantic things, but I like them privately, and I usually don't tell people about it. <laughs> That's how I am. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's going to be too romantic, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, this is not going to last very long. So after dinner, um, we sit on the couch. And he's like, you, you know, you want to watch some TV? You want to do whatever? We got, I've got some movies because you know this is before all the streaming. I said, well, what do you have? And he says, well, you know, just go look over there. And the first thing I saw is he had the entire Highlander series on DVD. And I'm like, holy crap. I said, you like Highlander? And he says, yeah, it's my favorite show. I've seen all these, you know, so many times. And we got talking about that. And we sat there for hours watching episodes of Highlander. And I knew that he was going to be okay after that. He's going to be too romantic. You like Highlander? (laughs) Let's decapitate some people. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. That's a sweet story. He I is more romantic than I am, but he he's balanced. <laughs> so how does he feel about the second Highlander? Oh, he hates it. Okay, so you guys got to bond over that too. Oh, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. Well, we'll have to save the second Highlander for another show or another podcast. Uh, you can find us on... Uh, you can find everything at scottywhite.com. Just, it's been a long episode. <laughs> Just go there. Scottywhite.com. Uh, I just uh, don't forget to back the Kickstarter and, and enter the uh, contest so you can pick our movie. It could be Highlander 2. We'll watch it. I'm kind of desperate, so whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about it for sure. <laughs> uh, this is me saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Bye. And there can be only one. Here we are. Born to be kings. We're the princes of the Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.